Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Here we all are. Whoops, that's made a mess of fucking mess of that. Oh my god. Oh. <sighs> now we're all we're all Wait. good, are we? Hold on. Yeah. Hi, Zandy. Any Andy's here? We'll avoid him. Weird. Not to worry. <laughs> what a creep. <laughs> thanks for coming. Yes, Welcome to the creep thank dive. you. Hello, Cork. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> this uh, is really exciting. Isn't it? Yeah. It's very, it's you know very nerve-wracking. Like, my family's from Cork, and I feel that... So I took a picture of you all. Um, you're facing the other way. It's grand. It's like a crowd shot to send to my mother to be like, we've reached the shores of Cork. It is a real job, Mom. Yeah. I was and like, like it's like, that. she's so Cork. Like, nothing counts until Cork says so, you know? You know. <laughs> I'm moving. Oh, okay, leaving. further and further away. That's grand. Just leave me out here on the dry, <laughs> on my own. It's just that a, is odd. Why are you... It's just direct. Okay. It feels pressury. Okay. Anyway, here we all are. Any upstairs, downstairs? The fucking the, totes. The, oh, guys. <laughs> oh, my God. Toad corner continues. Okay, so I, for one, am very excited to continue talking two about totes. We're like, how are you going to give people the totes? I was like, trust absolutely just trust they're going to come up to me say they're a patron i'm going to give them their tote what's the problem fine, and i think fine. as we got to giving out the 30th or 40th tote there 
I realized I have no idea how to tick you all off the list. So, so you're all getting a second toast in a few months. Why does anyone care about totes? Because they're deadly. Yeah. Thank you. Bags Why do you all. hurt her like this? Yeah. I don't know. I just feel like you came up with this thing and it's become a big thing. I definitely didn't fucking come up with it, Who by the way. Up because with I it? would not have. What's it mean? Absolutely. Fuck. Sophie. It's on record. Sophie White Rice walks into the studio and says, You know what we'll do? We'll give people gifts, we'll post them out to them, we'll cook them a three course dinner. And then two weeks later. How She's nowhere to be found. Because <laughs> the dive creep in her Twitter account is chock-a-blocked with messages of people looking for their toe. Oh my God, the dive creep. Oh, please, stop. There's so many notifications and they get, like, once they get Two. higher, I... Two. No, no, Two. genuinely, like, 20 plus is what it usually says and I'm, like, oh, hiding yeah. from it. I presume they're shaming you for... Something you've said yeah. that's slanderous, yeah. Just probably a load of snowflakes. Is that okay. the housekeeping? <laughs> Has anyone ever listened to the creep dive here? Whoa! Never. never. Oh, never. Ever. <laughs> I was like, that's you are like, you are so center. proud. Not any idea. For everyone who couldn't see, she's sitting around when there was such a proud look on your face. It's like, <laughs> fuck you guys. <laughs> I just, Katrina suggested I ask in case there's anyone who doesn't understand what's about to happen. Someone once suggested that we should put a warning at the top of episodes, and I think our warning script got to, we talk about cannibalism, bestiality, porn, murder, rape, incest, incest daily. 60% totes. Every day. So if crafting. anyone is, if crafting, yeah. yeah. If anyone is sensitive to the above, um, now would be a good time to leave. But also please don't. I think, I think I was about to say, I think wait. we're good on bestiality today, but who knows? No, 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 I, okay. I, have, <laughs> I have 10 pages of bestiality. <laughs> And a visual presentation. <laughs> I even have some livestock in the back. <laughs> it's all fine. It's a real interactive show today. Um, you, did, you guys did warn me that I'm not going to enjoy either one of your creeps. Well, no, you never enjoy our creeps. I do, when they're just not about the murder of animals. Well, I'm out. I too am out. Oh, really? Yeah, and I've got some Jesus. She doesn't like that either. No, no. No, no I've no. got two of uh, Cassie's sensitive spots. <laughs> Christ okay. and livestock. Christ, yeah. Yeah. Okay, the living. Okay. And also okay. the long dead. Who's kicking us off? Jen is going to kick us off because I want to get hers out of the way. Wait. Oh, that's just unfair. <laughs> is this why it says Andy? This is my story. It's oh, about Andy. Okay. <laughs> I'm just thinking, I prepared a BuzzFeed headline there. Hang on there. Oh, oh shit. shit. Wait now. It's coming. We didn't factor in the Wait. time it would take you to deliver <laughs> yeah. your 27-word BuzzFeed headline. You can't include the intro in my well. story. <laughs> Here it is. Born without feet. <laughs> Sponsored by Nike. <laughs> <laughs> Good. <laughs> a good headline. Okay, At I last. think you're getting the hang. Okay, don't flick on till I tell you. Okay. <laughs> Andy, story begins in 1988. Some of us were not born. Not born, no, before my time. Some of us were. Who cares? With a chance discovery by Jean Fleming of Hastings. We're in Nebraska. 
Fleming was the founder of a livestock, livestock manufacturing company. He was also a Shriner. Do you know what that is? It's a mace. You know those... Um, <laughs> it was like a boys club. Oh, like, like the stone masons. Stone mason type. No one okay. really knows what it is. The but Illuminati. they parade around. Yeah. And they have silly hats. But I'm not sure it's a race thing. But it could be. Um, <laughs> anyway, he was and a... And he was a member and he's standing right there at the back <laughs> of this room. He's definitely... He, uh, Anyway, oh I was trying God. to skip ahead. He was a Korean war vet also, a former cigarette salesman and a shipyard welder. Yep. So uh, if you'd like to flick on now here. Here's oh a picture God. of him. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> so Gene uh, oh. Fleming is the man. <laughs> and Andy, single name, is the, the goose here. That is beautiful. I like it so much so far. I can't see where this is going to go wrong. Well, it'll go... Uh, well, you know, just don't get too attached to him. So, Andy... Sorry, i got to get the names right. Jean met Andy at his sister's farm. <laughs> and his sister was like... looking. She didn't even point him out. He was just kind of there. He was friendless in the pen. Aww. Geese, like, running around in packs. Sadly, Andy couldn't go anywhere. So he just would lean against the side of the As Andy, pen. Andy doesn't have feet. Not, not even a single foot. Legs. <laughs> but just stumps. Legs for days. But no <laughs> <laughs> little, <laughs> little stumps at the bottom. Aww. So Fleming, this gene guy, a master of several Wait, traits. hang on. No geese have feet, though. Well, they yes, have, of course. What do they, they have? <laughs> Flippers, like feet. Does someone know like what they're goose with a foot would look weird. Well, like, not a human foot, but... <laughs> not a human foot, but they have those, um... Webbed feet. Webbed feet things. Feet. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> if you just keep saying it, you'll visualise it to be true. So, do you know what Jean did invent that I thought was interesting? You know those roundy cow massagers? No. <laughs> come on. Yeah. Thank you. And they we are in Cork now. So, come on, they're a big brush, like a car wash for a cow. And they put various things in them. To stop the... I'm looking... Yeah, come on. You know. No, he's not looking the guy who answered. He was Did not. you not answer? Yes. Oh, sorry. Weird, the, inappropriate the non-listeners in the front having a terrible time. The man who's familiar with cow massage <laughs> has gone strangely quiet. <laughs> so... Yeah, wrong. So he invented that. It's called a cattle oiler. No, wait. Gene or Andy invented that? No, Gene. Gene is the man, right? So he was used to kind of inventing things for animals, and he was, you know, familiar with that sort of thing. So he said, "I see you, Andy. I see you, and oh, I'm okay. leaving." No, <laughs> no, it's fine. It's just more pictures of Andy. But I'm not going to leave <laughs> you behind, is what Gene said to him. I'm not going to leave you behind. So he was like, "I'm going to make a thing so that Andy can live his life." And so the first thing he did was he just stuck him to a skateboard. <laughs> No, I've seen that be done before with like the dogs that don't have legs. They yeah, but you're not sticking skates. the four feet to a, a board, a skate. I mean, that and how did he stick them down? Well, I it doesn't say, but <laughs> there's only one thing I know that sticks things to, and it's dead horses. Yeah, horse glue. <laughs> glue. So he glued him to a skateboard, and he was like, "This is not really working the way I thought it would." <laughs> was Andy propelling himself with his wings. Well, and that actually good moving point. Moving backwards at all times <laughs> on the skate. Could have been. 
that's next season's tote. <laughs> Could have been. Um, so here I'm going to introduce a new character to this story. Her name is Jessica. She is Jean, not Andy's, granddaughter. <laughs> so they live together. Jessica seems like <laughs> a fucking bitch. And uh, she was a teenager when Andy came onto the scene. <laughs> and uh, it sounded like Jean and Jessica were very close until Andy came onto the scene. Andy on the skateboard. Sorry. It's fine, it's fine. You found a better solution. Anyway, you never knew what he was up to next, said Jessica. Coming home, <laughs> seeing him with a goose with shoes on. Just another day in the Fleming's household. But, so he came up with a new solution. Obviously, you can see he's wearing a small pair of uh, toddler's <laughs> shoes. And that is uh, the solution that he came up with. So he jammed a bit of rubber down the toe and then slotted the stumps in, and then tied the laces, and away he went. <laughs> Tuck to it like a... <laughs> <laughs> Goose to Nikes. Why did he go to skateboard first? Like, it's just so hot. So cruel. Like, and also calling this an invention is a stretch. <laughs> <laughs> no one else had done it. First There's man. reasons. Right. Andy... Now, Andy's name came about. His, like, Jean threw Jessica a bone. And Are said, you telling me to change this slide when you look at me? No. No, it's I'm just because it's... Sorry. I'm getting some weird, intense, like, eye contact. <laughs> sorry. Like, you're, uh, you're doing great, I can't Jed. see anybody. <laughs> just keep it up. <laughs> All right. So, Jean uh, was like, Andy, or who am I? Jean was like, Jessica, my granddaughter, I see her pissed off. Would you like to name the goose? And Jessica's like, sure, let's call him Andy. I hate this bitch in school. Her name is Andrea. This will really piss her off. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> big mistake, Jessica, because Andy was a fucking sensation. <laughs> so the Miracle Goose took pride of place in the town parade next to the Shriners, the weird lads in the hats. The Miracle Goose. <laughs> <laughs> With the toddler shoes stuck yeah. on it. Yeah. Jean uh, brought... Uh, wait for this. Now, hang on. Jean... The granddad brought Andy, the duck, goose, to <laughs> town events and schools, hoping he'd be an inspiration to children with disabilities. That was his angle. <laughs> it's obvious. <laughs> and Andy was a sensation. They loved him. He even had a fan club. Gene and his wife manned the fan club. So basically, his fame spread through America, and then Nike got in touch and said, we're going to award you with the goose, a lifetime, <laughs> we already have a goose. We're gonna award you with a <laughs> lifetime collection of shoes, which turned out to be three pairs of shoes. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Nike. Yeah, but they were a big hit, right? Jean and the goose, Andy, were profiled in People. They were guests on The Tonight Show <laughs> with Johnny the goose Carson. Was profiled in People. <laughs> yeah. Who's Times Person of the Year. Meanwhile, <laughs> In the background, Jessica seething. Oh. Here she, so, here she goes. I didn't really have to appreciate going to the mall while Andy was on display, having to clean up all that goose shite <laughs> while my friends were at the arcade, she said. She does admit, I was an awful teenager. Let's put it that way. I was not into my parents. I did not want to hang out with some goddamn goose. 
right? Here's the yeah. worst. This was yeah. poor Jessica. The worst part was when the local paper ran their first article about Andy, Jessica, who had named the goose, as you might remember, was expecting to be made famous. But no. Fleming said that he, not his granddaughter, named the goose Andy, and Andy was named after a comic strip character called Andy Cap. I immediately, here she says, I'm immediately incensed and betrayed. I knew his angle because Andy Cap sounded like handicap. I get it. <laughs> I know how his mind works. But how could he have done that at the expense of his granddaughter? How could he have done that? You and that goose, you're on your own. Oh. <laughs> so this interview with Jessica was 2016. Oh my God. <laughs> 30 fucking years has passed. <laughs> so back to, like she passed up the Tonight Show appearance her sister went instead. <coughs> like she was pissed off and she had bad kind of, <coughs> she had Energy, a bad run bad with Jean. Yeah. And uh, there was a few instances, one being she was dropped off by herself at a water park. Obviously everyone was like, see you later, Jessica, <coughs> stay there. And she was given a quarter to call the hotel then when she was ready Don't to come man. home and Jean gave her the wrong hotel number. Could have been a mistake. She sounds like Could an asshole. <laughs> so they basically, things were like, there was a rub between the pair of them. <coughs> and uh, for Jessica, even staying home had its problems. This is weird. Flemings was in the habit of donning a horrific clear mask with big eyebrows, getting down on his knees and knocking on Jessica's front door. He was just goading her. <laughs> yeah. Terrifying. Absolutely terrifying. Look, there was a pair of them in it. With giant a pair of them in But she did say, she does say, I love my grandpa. He was an inventor, an entrepreneur. He was a man about town and he had character like nobody I've met in my life. He was always ready with a joke of some kind. So <laughs> that's why <laughs> it's so sad what happened next. Oh no. Uh. On October the 20th, 1991, three years have passed a phone call came. Terrible, terrible news about the goose. Is Andy okay? <clears throat> the caller asked Jean Fleming, who was 68 at the time. The body of a goose had just shown up in the town park, missing its head. And its feet. With its shoes on. <laughs> <laughs> the goose was wearing baby shoes. Oh. <laughs> Fleming's flew into action, raced to the pen where they usually kept Andy. No sign of him. Doing a runner. Well. <laughs> Very I'm good. Sorry, that's bad, that's bad. So Jessica was home at the time, watching TV when the phone rang. Her older sister, did you hear about Andy? They found a leg with a shoe on it. <laughs> Someone has murdered Andy. Jessica laughed. Oh. It's just so ridiculous. She would have been a creep type fan. That's what she said. <laughs> so basically, Andy's murder never solved. Ah. But 2016, the reason this article that I found was in existence <laughs> is because Jessica, the dickhead, is Had doing a, a book. documentary about Andy. Ah, I thought she'd written a book Suspect called If I Did It. Number <laughs> <laughs> she goes on to say... What kind of documentary? <laughs> and who killed him? But like a podcast or a, uh, a TV? I don't know. TV I can't film. find it. I couldn't find it. I'm not sure. It's still in pre-production, maybe. Oh. Anyway, she... So the police, apparently, 
according to Jessica, know who did it. What? But won't release the name of the person because they describe the person as being sort of vulnerable. It feels to me like Jessica has killed this fucking goose. I mean, all signs point to Jessica. Even Jessica is pointing to Jessica. (laughs) (laughs) She's interviewed and she's painting herself like a... So anyway, there you go. But poor old um, Jean died never... Never avenging Andy's death. Never avenging avenging Andy's death and never... Because his goose was cooked. Oh. Oh. Sorry, I'm sorry. And that there, there he is no. there. That's him learning to walk with the shoes on. There's some like um, Air Maxes, are they? They're cool. Uh, that was the second pair. And here we go. Ah. Jean. Oh, I forgot the best bit. So he could because, ride a bicycle. Wait, that's a tandem bicycle. Got, so the best bit is Andy had this mate called Polly, another goose. And um, they rode he, tandem bicycles no, together. <laughs> because of his lack of feet, he couldn't ride her. Then Jean built him some sort of sex machine. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. So that Andy could sort of anchor himself on top of Polly and then do the dirt. So that's part of that embarrassed Jessica as well, obviously. It was the s- goose sex stuff. <laughs> so there's the touch of bestiality. Well, it's oh, not bestiality, it's just oh. lovemaking between two consenting animals. Not these two. <laughs> <laughs> But But this now suggests that they have put a goose on a bike, tied its feet to the pedals, and then an adult person is just out of shot riding the bike. I mean, that is... I think it's not right. That's a bit of crack, like, when you lighten up. His little leg... he's got it. He's got a mobile parasol as well, so he can constantly stay in the shade. He looks fine. I I mean, if he... Look, if Gene never got involved, there's no way he would have got this far. Look at him now. He got on TV. She's Every been. goose's dream. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's that's Andy. Dead now. Hey. So is everybody else except Jessica. Or IP Andy. Rest in peace. Thank you, Andy. <laughs> Without you, none of this would have been possible. It's really hard to follow that story. <laughs> Can I just ask you? Are you being you? sarcastic? No, it genuinely is, because like mine is just really dark about it. Well, that's why. Bit of light, bit of dark. <laughs> Shades of light and dark. Shades of light and dark. I just um, can't with the goose. Can the I just ask where, who did that article? Where did that come from? And why is it still a talking point? Who published the piece? Actually, somebody forwarded me a bit about it. Anyone here? No, it must have been somebody else in the Creep Dive DMs. They were like, I think you might like this. Little did they know. <laughs> and I did. <laughs> of course. It's so good. The DMs are so good. Like, uh, I get DMs that are like, I just saw this and immediately thought of you, Sophie. It's got incest. <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> yay. As an only child, it's only something you could dream. I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, incest isn't just siblings. You know, give it a go. Oh, um, sorry, you're right. Yeah, I am. Give it a go. <laughs> just be impolite. Not we to are in Cork. Everything um, your parents I'm have done for you. I'm saying that because she's got family in Cork, guys, not she's because Cork is full of incest. <laughs> Where were you telling? Someone was telling me a story earlier on of like an in. Oh, you, Jen, of course. <laughs> about an incest circle in our cloak. <laughs> Cassie, that was a private conversation. <laughs> this is a bit of a light chat over oh brunch. Gosh, I mean, that's when you had that fucking rant about our Of course. Sorry, is anyone here from our Thank fuck. Grant, we're safe. We're safe. You can't <laughs> move for fucking siblings. <laughs> They're everywhere. Oh, it's a nice date. They look 
weirdly familiar. I mean, <laughs> doppelbangers. <laughs> Terrifying. <laughs> oh my God. Um, I'm just going to leave this picture of Andy up here for a bit of lightness as I tell you about some unsolved murders that have happened in Ireland. They're just still walking around like the murder is just the murder people. The murder is still <laughs> just walking around. I'd say. Has anyone heard of Ireland's vanishing triangle? No. Yes. Yes. Okay. So I hadn't heard about this until I started doing the research. It's like the basically the parameters of Leinster, and it's where kind of there's eight crimes that have been linked together of murdered women, totally unsolved in the early to mid nineties. Loads of them. Rainit. Loads, what? Raina Burry. No, 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 no. She's kind of been linked to it, but she was later than the... She's 2001 or... Yeah. So anyway, these these crimes, I'm going to talk a little... It feels really dark now. It is, because no one's been convicted. And we live in Leinster. And they're actually linked. The crimes are all linked by kind of certain characteristics. So we'll get into them, right? So basically, the first... can't with the goose on the Sorry. But we know it wasn't Andy. Okay. <laughs> Where is Jessica? <laughs> it's just like I knew I needed to be serious there for a minute, and then I just glanced at the goose. It's hard, isn't he it? He looks majestic it's like on I the actually bike. F- I, was, I was really nervous, and I was going back over the story, and I was like, this is just, what we're doing here is wrong. <laughs> Cassie, now's not wrong. the time. Okay, no soul searching. An existential crisis on stage. <clears throat> Thanks all for coming. Um, <laughs> So basically, the crimes are linked by certain characteristics. All of the women were young women, kind of uh, between their 20s and early 40s. Um, They all vanished suddenly. I read that in the reports, but then I thought, isn't all vanishing sudden? Yes. (laughs) Yeah. All disappeared and all slowly vanished. (laughs) Like kind of becoming transparent (laughs) over time. Just Homer (laughs) receding into the bush. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I noticed her gradually vanishing. (laughs) Yeah. Sometime just around Andy, October. Just flapping backwards. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Into the distance. <laughs> like, imagine it wasn't, and they were like, oh, yeah, no, we saw that one coming. Like, um, <laughs> RIP. Um, so they, oh, and there was all really weird circumstances. So um, in one of the stories, basically, uh, you know, Annie McCormick is her name. She has left her shopping just at the door. So they've all just, like, gone in the weirdest kind of time frame, in the weirdest sort of sense. And it, all of the crimes are really opportunistic because there's so many of them that are connected by somebody missing a bus or somebody's day being thrown out of whack by something completely uncontrollable. So all the more scarier if you're walking around Leinster. Random. <laughs> Yeah, like random crimes, right? So Annie McCarrick, she was 26 and she goes missing in 1993. Annie lived in Dublin with two friends. Um, Oh my God, I can't read my writing. Jill and Ida. And so Annie, I think Annie's murder or Annie's disappearance has been covered quite uh, quite significantly because she was American. So at times the American president has made, you know, uh, has issued appeals for the Gardaí to try and investigate her disappearance. In all of these stories, it's quite clear that the Gardaí didn't go about the investigation appropriately or just shockingly didn't solve a crime. Like, have they ever actually... There's such shade there. What? Yeah. But they have, like, we see so many, like, missing people and, and, and murders that are just go unsolved. And everyone's like, ah. Vanished. You know, vanished. If she Grand. had done it 
If she'd only done it gradually. She'd only done, done it gradually. gradually. If she'd only left it at a trail of breadcrumbs. So on the weekend of the 27th of March, 1993, um, Annie is at home alone. She's, she's working in Cafe Java on Leeson Street on the Thursday. On the Friday, she says she'll come back to collect her wages. But on the Friday, she had to, she's also said she would make them a couple of desserts for the cafe because I guess I didn't have HSE regulations back then. <laughs> so she was going to just like bake them up at home and drop them back in, collect her wages. And her two roommates were going home to the country, probably to Cork, for the weekend. So she was going to be on her own in the apartment. So she decided that she would have two friends over for dinner on the Saturday night. Now the phone in their apartment wasn't working or worked very irregularly. So she would call them from a pay phone and she called them on the Friday to confirm they were coming over on the Saturday. So when she went to the shop to get the ingredients for the, the, the desserts, she picked up the stuff she needed for the dinner. So it was like meat and cream and things, right? Perishables, which is, you know, a really, I think I've just noted that she had a bag full of perishables. Then she goes to her pay phone and she rings a friend and asks her if she wants to go to Enniskerry lovely part of the country for um for a walk to go around walk the powers court kind of waterfall and uh her friend says that she's hurt her leg so she's not going to go but annie decides that she really wants to get out for a little walk so she'll go up and, and go on anyway so she was living in sandy mount sophie be careful and she had to get a bus into ranala and then a bus out to enniscary and importantly so she goes to the shop, she comes back to her apartment, she drops her bag of food just by the door of her apartment. She doesn't put anything into the fridge. So someone stopped her there. Something must have happened there. Or she wasn't intending to go to Enniskerry because she wasn't going to go off for a couple of hours and let the meat that she just bought sit out. Well, you're gonna but like if you're cooking it that night, and I don't no, want to get into semantics, the day. but I'd leave a meat... Or not like chicken. Outside your door, though? I mean no, it's, it's, <laughs> it's inside the door it's of the apartment. inside the apartment. But in the bag. <clears throat> so the bag is just dropped inside the door. She's come in what as if meat? she's grabbed... Well, like, if you're doing a roast like, and a big chunk of beef, like, don't refrigerate it before you roast it. Okay, like, there you go. Let it sit at room temp. Murder. That's Soft. correct. <laughs> <laughs> she was just an unfortunate but very good chef. Um, yeah, but she had cream and stuff. Like, there was other things in the bag that needed to be put in the fridge. You're telling this she was called away. Something happened, I think. Right, I'm not an investigative person. This Seems kind of like go. you might be. Um, I'm, not a, I'm, not a, I'm not a member of Angarda Shikana, but I think something happened there. I mean, I think they should look into it. Um, <laughs> so she, she went back out then, and she gets the bus from Sandy Mount into Ranla, and a friend that she used to work with spots her in Ranla running for the number 18 bus or the number 44 bus that she had to get. One was an 18, one was a 44. So it was her friend Stephanie, she knew her, she, she, she saw her, she was like, that was absolutely definitely Annie. I have her placed in Ranla. Then she must get on the other bus and she goes to Enniskerry, but there's unconfirmed sightings of her there. So what happened beyond that is a bit, nobody seems to know there's hours that are missing. She- Sorry, what's the art clothing again? Like she wants to go down for a walk. Lovely, highly recommend. And it's scary. Arclo and is scary. just inside the You were just triangle. shitting on Arclo earlier on. Sorry, yet you brought up Arclo. Why? Why are the you outing me? ring. Unconfirmed, of okay. course, so don't believe that. This will be cut out of the podcast. Um, yeah, she just wants to go down for a walk. Okay. She usually walks with friends, but she decides to go on her own because it's getting dark and she wants to go out there, do a walk. 
Someone reports that they see her in the post office in Enniskerry, as in someone who matches her description was seen in the post office. Now, why she needed to go to the post office? Yeah, why didn't she put her shopping away? That is strange. Yeah. Then a couple of hours later, so there's a, a you know, she, she, her, it was the friends on the Saturday night coming over, they can't find her. She's not at the home or whatever. And then when the two roommates reappear on Sunday night, they realize that she's not there. They ring her mother in New York and say, have you had any contact with her? She says no. The mother flies over and they realize the point that she was reported missing was the Monday after the Friday. So she'd been missing for 48, 72 hours and around that. So they issue a public appeal to try and find her, find anybody who has any information. And a doorman in Johnny Fox's pub says that a woman who matched her description, who was American, she was very pretty, was in there and there was a man behind her. So she walked in and there was a, a traditional tr a trad session. You had to pay two pounds in. And she's like rummaging, rummaging around trying to find the, the coins. And a man behind her says, I'll get that for you. Now, a lot of theory is that this man was actually a member of the IRA who was in a safe house and had gone out for the night into uh, Johnny Fox's. This is all just theory, that he had told her about his position in the IRA, then freaked out, then killed her. Huh? Yeah. Look, why was she even there in the first place? That's it. And the weirdest, one of the weird things about her case is that when they issued a public appeal, there was another American woman who looked really like her living in Dublin that people kept reported seeing. And every time they had reports of sightings, it turned it out her. to be this other woman, Jane. And they had to get Jane to like stop wearing certain clothes because people were getting so confused. Really weird. Poor so, Jane. Poor Jane. There's a, the only American in the village. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think, is Jane a suspect? No, of course. No. <laughs> Wanting to be the only American... Maybe this other chick was stealing her shine. She was like, there's only room in this town for one attractive American. It's good you and don't you're looking work. at her. <laughs> yeah. I'm so glad you don't work in the public service. Um, Rude. So, yeah, so that, that but then with Annie, and the same with a lot of these women's cases, nobody found, nobody ever convicted of the murder. All of that IRA stuff is just suspicion. Then six months later, a woman called Eva Brennan of Rathgar goes missing. So she goes, she, she is in her thirties and she goes over to visit her parents every single day in Rathgar. So she goes over one day and two days later, her father gets concerned because he hasn't seen her and he goes to her apartment and she's not there, but the jacket she was wearing on the day that they last saw her was just hung on the back of a, coat, uh, of a chair. So again, it was like she just nipped into the apartment, threw her jacket off onto a chair left and has never been seen again. Some kind of speed seducer. It's like, come here, oh we'll go for a walk God. in the woods. Oh no, that's a legitimate question. Is that kind of what you're angling? <laughs> no, she didn't like walk. This is a different woman. I know. Okay. Okay. But they're very close. Rathgar and Rathmines. Rathgar, Rathmines, Sandy Mount. But we think that Annie was over in Enniskerry. This is why the triangle is actually really big. Okay, go. So, Eva, the, the second woman who goes missing, her, the, the guardy suspect that she's been connected to this guy, Michael Bambridge, who has been convicted of two murders. But her, their fam her what family... What about Larry? Well, I'll get to why it's not Larry Murphy. Okay. Yeah. Spoiler. Thank <laughs> you. That's not spoiler. Everyone was just like, 
See your uncle, building to it. And it was Larry <laughs> Murphy all along. And here he is. Welcome to the stage, Larry. Um, <laughs> if ever there was a guy who'd listen to this podcast, <laughs> it's Larry just, Murphy. Just a bunch of narcissists just waiting to hear his name. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, the family insists that she's not connected to Michael in any way. There's no way it could have been him. That she's a bit of a kind of... Um, she's just very quiet and doesn't really go out and doesn't engage much with people, didn't have a lot of friends. So there's no way it could have been this other killer. But they kind of stopped investigating her disappearance because they just assumed it was this guy who'd been convicted of other murders around the time. Six months later, another girl goes missing. She was in Waterford and just... Um, her name is Amelda Keenan. She's only 22. She's in Waterford. She was on her way... She was just out of her, going out of her house. Was last seen crossing the road at half one. Never seen again. It's total. What was the time difference for her? Oh, these are all. Most of these women are going missing during the day in broad daylight. And so, what's the the gap? So six months. Six months. The six first months. Six months has really? been the first three. Yeah, that's pretty strange. Um, and at the time, were the guards doing anything kind they of to they link the cases? No, the cases have only been linked in renewed interest much later on. Uh, they were like in each individual case, they were looking for um, suspects who were connected to the family. Then Jojo Dollard it, it goes missing in Dublin on November 9th, either a year later in 1995 or 1996. I can't quite remember. Um, she, Jojo Dollard, was someone who was working in Dublin and just, she dropped out of a beauty course and decided that she was going to go back home to Kilkenny. So she had one day left in Dublin where she was going to go collect her social welfare and meet up with some friends. And she went and she met, went for a couple of drinks and the bus was six o'clock back to Kilkenny that night. So she met up with this guy that she had been having an affair with. And she started drinking with him and they decided they were going to book a hotel room together. So he booked the room, but didn't they bump into his girlfriend? Awful oh, situation. Oh, Jesus. Right? His girlfriend, Angela. Jesus. So she went spare. And Suspect. he went off with Angela to try and She sort was like the neck. Yes. <laughs> so that left poor Jojo stranded then in Dublin because she'd missed the bus. So she went to Bus Iris and she decided she'd get on any bus that was going in the direction of home. And the only one that was going was a nine o'clock bus to Nace. And she was like, sure, I'll get on it because I'm getting closer. And then from Nace, she hitchhiked. Um, mm. to the next town Not over. Great. But she got out, and the uh -huh. driver of that car has been identified. And he said, you know, be careful of who you get in the car with. Never seen again. And he's been... Uh, he's been cleared, cleared, identified. He dropped her off. There must have been witnesses to say that he had dropped her off elsewhere. Never, no body, nothing. And none of these cases have bodies have been found, as far as I'm aware. Um, then there was Fiona Pender in... It'd be great if they were together alive somewhere, just... In a sort commune down in Wicklow, yeah. raising chickens, living just the life. Just you know, just going off, off. Just fuck this. Um, in 1997, a 17-year-old girl, Kira Breen, snuck out of her house, um, obviously to go on a night out. And uh, she did not come home. Has not been found. Where was Nobody. that? Nobody. That was in Dublin as well. Shit. Then in... Um, Oh, yeah. In, this is an interesting one. I think this sets the kind of pattern off a little bit. In 1996, a woman called Fiona Pender was last seen leaving her apartment by her boyfriend. Um, and then she was missing. But in 2008, 12 years later, they find a, um, a cross at Sleeve Bloom Mountains that says Fiona Pender on it. But apparently... Mad. Who found that? Just like hikers, hikers or something? Stuff, yeah. But her... Um, 
her boyfriend at the time, John Thompson, has since moved to Canada. And in 2012, his girlfriend at the time reported that he admitted to killing her. What? <gasps> yeah. Where is he now? Still in Canada. Avoid John Thompson if anyone is planning a trip to Canada. Um, what, like, did the relationship carry? John I mean, Thompson's such a generic name, isn't it? Yeah. And I the feel weirdest, like yeah. You'd so be chatting away to a John Thompson, yeah, barely would. notice. Um, and then you come away and you'd be like, was he Tom Johnson or Tom John Thompson? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can never be sure. He seemed like and a nice guy. And then you vanish gradually. <laughs> he'd be like, are you single? He'd be like, I can be. Um, <laughs> sorry, poor taste. Sorry. This feels it's quite too kind far. of. It's dark. It's so dark. That John Thompson admit, but like, I think that she's just been taken out of this pattern of um, missing women. But he's not been convicted either, so who knows? Then um, there was another girl, another 19-year-old who went missing in 1998. Um, and weirdly, in 2012, there was a, she was in Waterford, and there was a plaque to be unveiled in 2012 just to, to commemorate her. And the plaque was stolen the day before it was to be revealed off a wall. What? Really Rush. ominous, like really crazy. And then finally, the weirdest one was Deirdre Jacob, who in 1998 went missing. The last she was, the last place she was spotted was across the road from her house, about to go back in. About to come back in. About huh? to go back in. So she'd been out, and in a couple of the instances, because obviously in the in the in the early and mid 90s, they didn't have CCTV footage everywhere as much as we do now. It was in banks and it was in stuff. So a lot of like the last movements have been placed by banks. And Deirdre and actually Annie had both been to the bank that day. So that's how they can definitely place them where they were. But at least 10 people saw Deirdre walk on her way home and say that they saw her just outside. You guys are nodding like a lot here. Like you're like yeah. really into these. You're John Johnson, yes. is it? It's <laughs> like so you're just here to keep tabs on us. Like <laughs> that's ma that's mad. It's madness, What's and no one has been convicted. And here is why it's not Larry Murphy. And here is why there is an Irish serial killer that has never been identified. Wait, what are you going to say? But this, but <laughs> yeah. Larry Murphy's crimes. There's no pattern between Larry Murphy's crimes and these crimes. What right? are Larry Murphy's crimes again? So in. Larry Murphy was... Oh, no. Dublin Mountain Man. Dublin yeah. Mountain. In 2001, was he was caught trying to strangle a woman, trying to rape and strangle a woman up the Dublin Mountain. That's he right. He was caught by two hunters. He was walked on. But the way that he committed that crime, it was too opportunistic. He took her... He kidnapped her in her own car. He used her bra to try and strangle her. Then he found a, a plastic bag. It just wasn't premeditated in the way that these crimes must have been. So that's why he, mm -hmm. and also he has admitted to his crimes and he says that he's not responsible for these mur murders or disappeared women. I mean, are we so really well, to believe is it, him? Is it total there? Is so it the, the vanishing triangle is attributed to eight missing missing Whoa. women. In the but space there of are what more time? In, in the space of it's three or four years that's in the, the mid-90s. Yeah. And it's a really small area. Yeah. Like, obviously, it's a quarter of the, country but it's small this like. is a tg carter yeah. document documentary <laughs> waiting to happen i mean Isn't i've just done seven episodes there now in 20 minutes or whatever it was like i'm really tired yeah. um 
Yeah, it's it's mad though, isn't it? And like, there's they they try every now and then to kind of get renewed interest, and there's obviously a lot of appeals from the states to look back into Annie McCarrick's murder as well. But nothing, um, they've never never come close to solving them. Are we? Do we call those murders when somebody sort of? It's there's a great book um, written by a far, former guard about all of these cases called Missing Presumed. Okay, so did you read that book? Cass? I did read that book. Yeah. What would you? It's very good, it? actually. It yeah, it kind is. Of w it's worrying. It's worrying, but it's it's. Um, so does he believe somebody? There's one person responsible for these. He believes it's a serial killer. Yeah, he does. And does yeah. he and no IRA connection or connected serial killers who are operating in an organized manner. Hmm. No the IRA incestoring. Well, it's the Arclo incestoring. It must it's gotta be. be only explanation <laughs> for it. So there you go. Be careful. That's. Thank you, Cassie. That's really worrying. Yeah, because it was only, what, like 20-odd years ago. But he hasn't done anything since, so we're all grand. There have been other crimes that have been loose. Like, they tried to connect Reynard, Reynard yeah. Murray to it, but I don't think there was enough similarities. Reynard. Yeah. Reynard. yeah. I think the theory there is that some, it was somebody who knew her. Yeah. Um. Oh, and also, sorry, importantly, the um, Deirdre Jacob, the girl who went missing in Newbridge across from the house. So there was a connection. This is really important between Larry Murphy had done work for her grandmother. Oh, come on. So but then the family were interviewed on the Ray Darcy show and they said, we know who killed her and we know it's not Larry Murphy. I love this. Like, yeah. So what's the word know? on the street? What the hell is that? That's okay. So this Would man is just Landry type of character. <laughs> the Irish Army <laughs> incel. <laughs> yeah, that's chopped. But you guys have the insight. Thanks, Cassie. Um, that was great. Uh, everyone's really can creepy, be very concerned it? now about their safety going. Well, home. you guys are down in Cork. You're fine. You're Grant. You're but way yeah, outside the triangle. Fine. Whoever For everyone traveling back though, to Waterford in Dublin, they're probably at least. RIP. What? They're probably at least 55 or 60. Could I'd you, say there's... If it was a serial Do you know who no killer? one suspects? Elderly women. <laughs> <laughs> Literally nobody. Oh, my God. But it had to could have been someone... Somebody could have missed it. It fired it. Help me into my car. Can you help me with yes. my shopping? I'd love a walk in the hills. <laughs> For there I'm have so to be lonely. But it had to have been someone who's appearing very trustworthy. Old woman. Or a Greece. small child. We've seen it before with... <laughs> One, an old woman with a small child. An old woman pretending to be a small a, an 11-year-old Ukrainian orphan. With, <laughs> with a goose on a skateboard. skateboard. <laughs> Distraction. Look at my goose. Follow yeah. my goose. Let's follow the goose. Disappear gradually there. That's freaky as yeah. fuck. And like, uh, is there any kind of sense that there's theories or... There's loads of different theories about the individual who the individual murders could be, but they're not looking at them connected enough. But there's too many patterns there for it to not have been. Probably Ireland's most successful serial killer because we have no idea who it is. God, he's just at home now going like, it's me, it's me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm so fucking good at it. Fuck Larry Murphy. <laughs> I, can't stealing stop. My I can't stop thinking about Tom Johnson or John Thompson. John Thompson. Uh, and that combo with the girlfriend. Yeah. Like yeah. imagine being the girlfriend and just being like, huh, are you... Are you saying that you... I pres oh, well, I, think, they're not I don't think it was like a casual over drinks, like, haha, guess what I did? Like, he threatened her. Right. Yeah. That clears like, it up. Like, he was like, I killed my last girlfriend. I'll kill you too. Oh, okay. Yeah. But that's 
that's just that something people say. It's not like, yeah, yeah. No, like, like in the heat of the moment. I, <laughs> I thought it was more of a kind of like, I don't know, laying the cards on the table kind just of. Just getting to know you. you. Know, just I, 20 of, questions. I want a clean slate. <laughs> few bits and I just want to be honest with you. There's yeah. a few things. Before yeah. we take this relationship further, you should know one thing, really. Yeah. <laughs> I've actually bludgeoned a young woman. I was like, I'm definitely not going to do it to you. Um, <laughs> that's why I'm telling you. Circle of trust. And my name isn't Tom Johnson. It's John Johnson. You're in. All right, Sophie, what have you got for Thank us? Thank you, Cassie. Thank you, Cassie. Watch. That was disturbing. You read a book. See I read yourself. a book. Just the pressure got too much for there. A few contractions. Oh, here we go. Fully loaded there. How are we, do, how are we doing? How are we doing? How are we doing on time there, Jennifer? Uh, we're good, lads. We have an hour and a half, we Sophie. So you just uh, <laughs> no, we're joking. It's a joke. Uh, it's a joke. You know how these. Has anyone been to a live show before? <laughs> just oh, oh, were you in the one in and the you came back? theater? Thanks for. Oh yeah, very good. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for being here. So we'll probably see never, never see the rest of you again. <laughs> Thanks for today, though. You're so <laughs> defeatist. Just <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, here you are now. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so okay, so okay, my wait. Clickbait, blah, 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 that clickbait headline is um, when exorcisms go wrong. Well, Do they ever go right? I, that's what I was hoping you'd say. You just I don't. said, I'll tee up an easy laugh here now for someone. Uh, thanks. But it's <laughs> like thanks, you just never hear of Cheers. the good stories, you know? Well, that's it exactly. It's scaremongering yeah. about the good exorcisms by always billing it as some fucking disaster, like this one. Okay, so we're going back to uh, the mid-70s in Osset, West Yorkshire. Oh, here we go. Oh, yeah. Oh, I yeah. only like a regional haunting. <laughs> okay, so uh, Osset's a very sleepy village, um, especially in the mid-70s, not a whole lot going on, which I think possibly contributed to what was to unfold there. Idle hands. <laughs> exactly. So um, it was the home of the Taylor family, um, who were a 31-year-old Michael, and his wife, Christine, and their five kids, and their family dog. It's too many children. Ah. Are we all worried about the dog? Sophie. Um, I won't give the name, so you don't form any attachment. Come on. <laughs> give it. Sparkles. <laughs> It was, there is, I don't have the name. It was Tink, Tinkle Toes. Um, the, the family were very well liked, generally, by their neighbours, friends, just totally kind of the old tailors down the road, you know? Five kids, obviously, so God love them. But very happy and cheery. And uh, Michael, in particular, was described as all who knew him as mild-mannered, kind, loving, red flag. <laughs> Described. If by people all. are retrospectively nice, describing you as so mild mannered, you pretty much know that whatever you did next was not fucking mild mannered in the slightest. Um, he See, did have some health difficulties. Oh yeah. No, never mind. <laughs> so that's not a sudden crime. No one builds up. So it's, I missed Didn't it. Get a word of that Just resume. Go uh, back to your story. <laughs> so uh, Michael, now he's in his early thirties. Obviously, he had bad back. And uh, he did suffer with kind of chronic pain issues and like occasional low mood and things like that, like very connected to his injuries. And he found it hard to hold a job, although he did work as a butcher 
Oh. I'll let that hang there. Um, so uh, at the time, right, there was a bit of a scene in Asset. Not that scene. Swingers. Um, Not swingers. It was, <laughs> it was a sure? bit of a religious scene. Oh, I know. Here we go. Swingers, though. Yeah. <laughs> there was something of a religious fervor. Swinging for Christ. Swinging <laughs> to Christ. Swing. Yes. And uh, now the, the Taylor family were not religious at all. And they didn't attend the local services or anything like that. But then this fucking one, Barbara, you can see her now. Bump. Bob says you should go to the services, Michael. Where have I gone? I've gone Lancashire. Yeah, Ooh. have you though? Come back, Yorkshire. You've kind of gone Kath and Kim a little bit. <laughs> anyway, basically, a friend of the family suggested that Michael's kind of like, you know, his depression basically could be cured with religion, which, as we all know, is scientifically supported. It's mm. fucking fact. Um, and um, so they started attending this local group that were called the Christian Fellowship Group. And uh, they were led by an unusual and charismatic leader, 21-year-old... What? ...hot woman, Marie Robinson. What? Yeah. What? Okay, I don't know how hot she was. That's but like, <laughs> a bit of just conjecture on my part, but she was hot. And she was, and leading. She was leading this Christian Fellowship Group. And um, so while they had previously been completely not religious in the slightest, they, they suddenly, became, suddenly very religious. became very active in the congregation, Michael in particular. Right. The mild-mannered Michael. Here we mild go. Mild-mannered Michael. Um, so he got very close uh, to Marie Robinson, quickly developing an intense interest in her. Ooh. Which seems like the worst thing to be on the receiving end of. Yeah. Doesn't it? I mean, she was asking for it in a way. Here's my lonely men's club <laughs> that I'm going to head up. It's feeling low and lonely. I'm young and virile. <laughs> Let me lead you here. Look at my goose dance to a skateboard. This <laughs> <laughs> could only be the work of Christ. It's a miracle. It's God, God goggles. It's God goggles. <laughs> That's good. Um, so the two began spending what seemed to be an inordinate amount of time together. Um, they attended all the group gatherings. Um, and they would often use the power of God to exercise people of their sins. And there was a lot of speaking in tongues. Oh, oh I love this. I do enjoy Have tongues. Have you ever seen someone speak in tongues? Have you ever heard of regional tongues? Are you mm. going to do it? I should have practiced something. Do it. Mm. That is it. Have you ever watched? like a strong tea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Any Brits in the house? I'm that very sorry. I fucking love you guys. It's just. Except for Brexit, obviously. <laughs> that's sad. But, like, that's. Yeah, that is sad. Sorry, we're not going to talk about breakfast. <laughs> I'll cry again. Um, okay, so uh, Michael and Marie also started to engage in unusual private rituals. Oh, yeah. In which both of them would stay up all night making the sign of the cross at each other. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Filthy. <laughs> Just... It's hot, isn't it? <laughs> Do you know what it's like? You know Ozark? Yes. The interpretive dance thing. No, no that's the OA. OA. Sorry. Oh, sorry. Have, 
An Ozark <laughs> OA spin-off would be so fun. Right, never mind. But yeah, it's like... Yeah. Um, so the, that was them warding off um, the evil power of the full that? moon. Like, who do you think suggests that as an activity? Michael. Mild-mannered Michael was like, well, we just, we won't touch. Bless ourselves. I'd say they noticed that I can look if like they did touch. it intensely and fast enough, it rub. generated a friction in the groin. Trouser rub, yeah. yeah. Mm. That's what was going on there, I'd say. Yeah. Gotta be. God, wouldn't you hate to be Christ and all this shit happening in your name? <laughs> Christ is like, uh, just like, come on, no. this isn't me. <laughs> this isn't me, guys. It's not who I am. I didn't ask for this, weirdos. <laughs> okay, so it was becoming fairly fucking obvious to the rest of the congregation <laughs> that it? Michael had something of a sexy religious horn for Marie Robinson. It's like Mary, including though. Christine, Michael's wife. Uh-oh. She was noticing that he was spending less and less time at home with the family. Um, and she was like, I mean, crawling with kids. So, like, you really notice. When nobody's mm. When there no, there's no one else there. And when he was home, he'd started to get a real attitude. Huh. Yeah. No, you won't empty the dishwasher. <laughs> um, so... He just rubbed away his whole groin. It was just this... <laughs> Kind of transparent section of his trousers. She's like, what? You're going through the jeans here, Michael. What's going on? The whole arse. Oh, the whole undercarriage. Just, just hanging out. <laughs> so uh, Christine was fucking pissed, yeah, that the bloody church group that had been supposed to be helping was now um, exerting some terrible negative influence on him. And obviously, uh, you know, giving him a bit of a horn. Open horn for Marie. <laughs> so during one church gathering, Christine um, basically stood up at the congregation and was like, you two are aggressively making the sign of the cross at each other, <laughs> and we all know what you're fucking up to. You slut, Michael. You're a slut. <laughs> oh, you're a dirty slut. And Michael was like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but anyway, she had a real fucking go at them. And uh, now In that's front of verbatim now. I may have riffed slightly on what she said, which she had a real broken go with them in the middle of mass, like basically. Imagine, like, you know, you're just Brilliant. getting a bit I'd mass, love it. and then that it. shit starts going down. Stop jerking off for Jesus. <laughs> jerking for Jesus. Imagine the cleanup. Like, who's hanging around for that? Uh, just <laughs> silently mopping. <laughs> so anyway, um, this is when Michael is reported to have felt a bit of an evil influence cast a shadow over him. Hmm. And he, like right in the middle of this accusation, um, suddenly attacked, not Christine who was giving him shit, but Marie. Oh dear. Oh. And he was vicious um, to the point that uh, other members of the congregation had to pull him off her and like hold him down to restrain him. He was saying like, you are the one who led me down this darkness or... I don't, I think he was saying like, I was doing the tongues. Yeah, there's like yeah. always tongues going on, just kind of like in the background of these okay. congregations. And yeah, so I don't think he was saying anything very, um, very, uh, what is the word? Gives the word there? Specific? Yeah. <laughs> Legible. <laughs> concrete. Legible, yeah, thank you. <laughs> Comprehensible. Anyway, um, Marie, obviously, who was, um, you know, his victim in this attack, 
uh, said later that she looked at Michael and noticed his whole features had changed. He looked almost bestial. <laughs> she liked that. She liked that. Um, he kept looking at me, and there was a really wild look in his eyes. I started screaming at him out of fear. I, I started speaking in tongues. Back to him. Obs. Mike also screamed at me in tongues. I was on the verge of death, and I came... Death? I seemed to come to my senses. I knew only the name of Jesus would save me, and I started saying over and over again, Jesus! <laughs> Nah, she'd never met an Irish man. Jesus! <laughs> no, she's quite, she, anyway. <laughs> when Christine heard me calling on the name of Jesus, she started saying it too. Jesus, <laughs> Michael! Imagine how annoying that your wife and your, your fucking fancy woman are both named Jesus, Jesus Michael! <laughs> and so Marie said, I firmly believe it was only by calling on his you know that guy Cattle with the Cattle H. H name what? that I was not killed. You know, that's his so and him, they, they always oh, sorry, the word he. Yeah. So Michael would later claim to have had Voldemort. no memory <laughs> of this incident. <laughs> what? Voldemort. <laughs> um, so despite the violent outburst, um, which did kind of rock the congregation, they did give him a full forgiveness and kind of absolution ceremony. Uh. I suppose it was probably some kind of sponging from Marie <laughs> and some vigorous tonguing. Vigorous Hail Marys and tongues. Um, and they, he was forgiven, basically, but he was closely watched after this episode. And um, in kind of like days and weeks uh, after it, his whole kind of demeanor did start to kind of shift further. Um, and he was becoming more and more kind of aggressive, and they actually kind of appealed to the ministers of the congregation to do something to help him because they felt that he was mentally ill. No, no, they never put it down to that. Possessed. 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 Mm. Mm. Um, was him so and Marie, they were just no, not mates anymore. That was it. There was no... I'd say there was some awkwardness. Right. But it seems awkward from the beginning. They're connection mm. say, yeah no i think she was giving him a wide berth and yeah things were tense jesus michael um and so anyway they finally made a decision as a group to perform an exorcism on him Ooh. so he can he's agreeing i guess it's a get out of get out clause from him i mean i didn't yeah, do it's it total it's taking away all responsibility from him it's like yeah. it's not me it's it's my demon. demon. It's my demon. <laughs> 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 what kind of really, what kind of parochial sort of name? Derek the Demon. Derek. <laughs> Low Derek. <laughs> okay, so anyway, they kind of uh, roped in two ministers, Father Peter Vincent. They always have millions of first names. Like, do you notice that? Like, do you know why nuns are always like Sister Brendan Susan Mary Joseph? Sister yeah. Mary Like, Clarence. there's so many first names. Anyway, and also another, a reverend, oh, a reverend, they're covering a few bases. They got in a rev as well um, to... Uh, Oversee it. To do the exorcism. And it was set to happen at midnight. What? Ooh. On the 5th of October, 1974. Why midnight? Just the most creepy. I guess. I guess. 
you know? Okay. I feel like it would be hard to show up at an 8.30 a.m. exorcism. <laughs> <laughs> Take it seriously. Yeah. I've got a dental scene. appointment at 12. Can we get this over with? So, <laughs> so they began the harrowing ritual, which would last the night. Actually wrapped up around 8 a.m. so everyone could get home for the... The cornflakes in the morning. <laughs> um, so as soon as the exorcism started, Michael went into uncontrollable convulsions, fits, spitting, bit of tonguing, <laughs> biting, Loves scratching. Don't himself, Derek. Um, requiring him to be Derek forced the demon. <laughs> tied to the floor. How do you tie someone to, to a floor? floor? I know. Unless I you mean, had shackles, just casual shackles. Weird. That maybe all churches have just the I'll shackles. Probably somewhere, like a, now the dungeon with a few Loops shackles. Or Unless they're just like duct taping, taping him down to the That ground. would actually be viciously hard to get out of, I'd say. I'd over say so. over you, not yeah. like double-sided around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like loads of layers flat <laughs> over you. Yeah. We should try it if we have time left. Yeah, right. There's a time after. Okay, so um, over the next eight hours, he was subjected to things like having crucifixes shoved in his mouth. Right. And being doused with holy water. This is a side note, but my great aunt... Um, never leaves anyone uh, drive away from her house without dousing the car in holy water. And it's a very hard driveway to get out of. It's kind of backing into a blind corner. And she's there, like, flicking the holy water at the windscreen. But one time, my window was down, and she got me straight in the eye while I was driving. It's just water. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, it's still hard driving. It's that haunted water. water in you. Oh. The it haunted it burned through your eyeballs. Yeah. <laughs> okay, all the way through, Michael was growling and snapping at anyone who came near me. So the priests in charge of the exorcism um, said that they um, could ascertain that there was about 40 demons right. oh, inhabiting wow. Michael's body. Poor Michael. I know. That's a handful. So much to There was deal with. demons who represented such traits as incest, oh. bestiality, blasphemy. Lewdness. Lewd. <laughs> Seems kind of after the bestiality. I know, like just kind of just playful. Rude. Like being lewd yeah. in the nude, you know? Yeah. Like, ah, we let you away with that one, Michael. They're like uh, <laughs> the uh, heresy. Seven dwarves of demons uh, stuffed inside Michael's pants. <laughs> um, masochism. Right. He's a doubt. Uh, <laughs> carnal knowledge. I like him. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. Sure, you'll have a bit of that yourself. Um, as one can imagine, the alleged demons did not go easily from Michael, no. Each one, <laughs> this is a quote, was reportedly dragged out kicking and screaming. <laughs> Jesus, Michael. <laughs> After eight hours of this, by 8 a.m. on October the 5th, the priests were tired. They were actually getting exhausted. And so they said that there were still three demons representing insanity, anger, and murder inside <laughs> Michael. But they, they can't shift them. But we'll have a little break. <laughs> okay. We'll take a break. Would the rest not come back in that time? Um, Is it not time sensitive? I don't think it's like a revolving door. Right. <laughs> I'm not sure. It, it still seemed like not a good time for a break, mm. I will say. Hmm. Um, apparently, one witness... Uh, a minister's wife called Margaret Smith uh, claimed that she received a warning in her mind that God was like, not a good time for a break, lads. Don't do it. And she Just pleaded 
with them to continue the exorcism. And uh, they were like, nah, like it's above my pay grade, love, <laughs> or whatever. Like I'm into my overtime and, you know. I'm going home. Yeah. Um, unless I'm getting time and a half to finish, uh, no. And so they advised Michael and Christine to go home um, to rest and prepare for the next and final part of the exorcism, which was going to happen the next day. So what happened to Michael? Is he still tied to the floor? They let him up. They let him up. Like, yeah, he's, he's, something's gonna, big is going to happen here. Everyone's getting murdered. Like, mm. well, all right, Cassie. <laughs> Imagine if he just robbed the local post office. <laughs> and that's where I was going this whole time. But like, lewdly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so whether or not there were really demons still infesting Michael's body, um, he definitely suffered and was very disturbed by the events of that night, the eight hours of essentially the torture in the that he thing, had yeah. uh, just endured. Did, I feel like he kind of consented to it. Well, I think he consented to it. Being exercised, but maybe not the like battering over the head with a crucifix yeah. as you're tied to the floor. Okay. Yeah. And just like eight hours, it's very long. Mm. Do you know? Mm. Anyway, um, so the next morning, October 7th, um, they came home. Sorry, it was October 7th, not 5th. So the, this is the morning that the, exorcist has, the exorcism has finished or paused. Um, and they came home and uh, a police patrol car was passing through the normally quiet streets of Osset. And uh, he was, this was driven by PC Ian Walker, who came round a corner uh, and was confronted by an unusual sight, a man being lewd in the nude, Michael. covered head to toe in blood. Right. Oh, Jesus. This just got dark real quick. But masochism has already left. Uh, yeah, but murder is still there. Murder yeah. still and there. Anger. And anger. And who anger, else? Yeah. Um, who was the last one? Uh, Insanity. Insanity. I mean, <laughs> they're the three you really don't want to leave behind. No. Like. Yeah, the unholy trinity. Um, so PC Walker stopped the car. <laughs> Imagine if he was just like, I'm nearly off my shit. Like, <laughs> just, I'll just head on to the Apple Green, get the coffee. And just do, do, do. <laughs> I feel like there wasn't 40 demons. I feel like there were only those three. three. But in defense, they were like, well, there was loads more. We got those ones out. Yeah, like, exactly. Like, we didn't do a bad job here. We got 37 demons out, we just the wrong ones. Just want to know what the fuck happened to the dog. Okay, so... Um, he, appro he approached the man um, who curled into the fetal position and started screaming, it is the blood of Satan! Oh, God. Well, no, he was more like, that's more like Branagh, like Kenneth Branagh. No, he's like, it's the blood of Satan! Oh, yeah. It's the blood of Satan. Who? Unsurprisingly, this had attracted a crowd of onlookers. <laughs> <laughs> Some of which knew Michael and explained to the police officers where he lived. And so while they bundled Michael off into an ambulance as he was still screaming, pop the kettle on, it's the blood of Satan. Um, they went to his house where there was already a police patrol car, which is oh. not a good sign. So um, 
unnerved neighbors had rung the authorities and um, they, so geez, PC Walker rocks up and uh, he sees his boss just vomiting oh. in a bush. Oh, what did Michael do? Uh, the, uh, the PC, uh, the boss says, you don't want to see this one, son. I've seen nothing like it before. And I've seen a few. Oh, dear. It's the wife. It's the wife. She's got no. What? He's ripped at her, son. It's the right mess in there. Ripped at her? There's not much of a left. You don't want to see it, eh? She's got no what? I know. Like, this is the most fucking, obviously, 70s clickbaity fucking thing to say. He's if you don't want the person to go in, you say, very boring in there. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, Knock off it's early. fucking, you know, it's brown carpet, brown sofas. Crap. They could have done something nice, really, if they'd done the knock through on the wall. <laughs> Wouldn't bother. <laughs> so obviously, so fucking obviously the guy was like, right, well, I have to go in now. He was um, ripping at her. So this now is now, this isn't great now, this bit, uh, but I'll fl fly through it. Blood covered every surface of the Can room. Can you please Jesus do it in the accent? Uh, in the, blood covered every surface of the room, along with flesh, pulp, and... Uh, it's I'll skip really that in a point um, right now with the... Brain matter. Oh yeah. my God. I would have thought that would have been covered in pulp. Uh, yeah, yeah, sorry. Um, on the floor What's of the, the living room lay the bodies of Christine Taylor and Twiddletoes, the oh, family dog. Oh, listen. Almost unrecognisable. Sorry, Cass, sorry. Which is the name? accent helping or is it yeah. making it worse? I don't know. It's kind of jolly. It's jolly, okay. <laughs> the blood that covered Michael was Christine's blood. Oh, Satan, liar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nice try, Derek. Okay, so at about 9.30 that morning in the family home, Michael had killed Christine in a deranged attack. Like, in a way, I feel like all you need to know is there was no murder weapon. Oh. What was she missing? Do you really want to know? Fuck we yeah. take a vote. I don't want to do this to people if they don't want Just it. Cover your Come ears. on. The back. Head or tits. <laughs> Head or tits. Only the people at the back are willing to be Jen, like, you know, what? to say it because they're not known. Sorry. Halloween. Oh, head or tits. Tits. No. Uh, head. Head. Ripped head. a head off. Oh God. Wait a minute. I feel really uncomfortable making all these people endure this. It's so much they harder. They bought tickets to this. When we're just alone in a room, it's fine. Okay, so. Yeah, but these people paid to hear this. Okay, like, okay. Their words. Masochist. He gouged out Thank her you. eyes. Oh, listen. And ripped out her tongue with De his bare hands. Oh, oh my God. desperate. He actually, in short, did a Travis. He did. He did a Travis. Full blown, but was, yeah. Yeah, Jesus. face clean off. Down to the bone. Fucking hell. She mercifully died quickly. Well, that's um, By asphyxiating on her own blood. Right, well. And then... Michael turned his attentions to Twinkletoes. Oh, no. I feel like I've changed the dog's name like several times. Just fire over this Titter real tits? Quick. I can't remember what I originally called him. He fucking ripped the dog apart. That like, fucking vicious. Would disgusting. be. You'd think you'd be sort of tired from the. First of all, the, the exorcism. All night, yeah. Then no, it's, it's the more very than a cat nap, day. presumably. We're talking the very next yeah, day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
gosh. Now he was just, he's just like me when I don't have my sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Ripped the dog. At some okay, okay. Right. Um, so he then left the house screaming, like Michael. And I presume that investigator Jesus, did too. Jesus, Michael. Um, yeah, you would though. Jesus. Fuck. Yeah. So it was described as being the most horrific crime scene that any of those police officers had att attended ever. Um, so Michael was taken into police custody and hours later he was kind of deemed rational enough to talk and he was asked to try and explain what happened. And he told um, them that the exorcism had been a very long night. Mm. <laughs> I've had a long night. <laughs> they danced around me, burned my cross, because that was what was tainted with the evil. They had me in the church all night. Look at my hands. Mm -hmm. I was banging on the floor. The power was in me. I couldn't get rid of it, and neither could they. <laughs> they were too late. I was compelled by a force within me to destroy everything living within the house. This accent. Sorry, I know. It's so it's random. It's brilliant. It's honest. I'm picturing Curly Watts being arrested. Exactly. Jesus. If I'm, I apologize. So he's admitting it was straight away. Yeah. I mean, I think it was fairly obvious yeah. if he's <laughs> ripping in her blood oh. that it was him. He claimed he could remember nothing of the actual murder, said he was deeply in love with his wife. Hmm. But when they asked him how he felt now, he said... Released. Released? I'm released. Derek's gone. It is done. The evil has been destroyed. Good for him. So... Um, uh, he had no motive, clearly, um, but he was charged with the murder of Christine Taylor, not Twiddle Tits. Um, <laughs> and uh, he was remanded to Broadmoor. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. We all know about Broadmoor. Um, to await trial. And apparently while he was on remand in Broadmoor, he spent most of the time sleeping. He was catching up. Yeah, he was exhausted. He was exhausted. exhausted. Big it's been day. a long, long night. Big day for mild-mannered Michael. <laughs> <laughs> mild-mannered yeah. Mike. Um, so my, his trial started uh, the following year in March in 1975. And basically at the trial, like the defense and the prosecution were practically in agreement on virtually everything. They were like, he's not right. <laughs> and, um, they just... They were all in agreement that he had severe mental issues, and uh, he testified himself, again claiming he had no recollection of the killing, and that he had deeply loved his wife, and he had been under the control of evil supernatural forces, and he suspected that Christine had also been possessed by demons, and he offered no other explanation. So the main argument of the defense was... Um, to discredit the Christian fellowship group, actually, and the priests who had carried out the exorcism. So they felt that Marie and her gang were actually more of a fanatical cult than some local, um, you know, church group, church growers. And uh, that they had, they kind of, um, they kind of posited that they had sort of uh, kind of coerced and influenced Michael using mind control and indoctrination, which, as we all know, is the pillars of a cult and um, they felt that he, they'd kind of fed his pre-existing kind of I mental issues and um, he put it neurotics feeding neurosis to a neurotic um, which is well proved to be quite dangerous really um, and yeah. 
They also felt that the exorcism uh, itself had a huge role to play in kind of edging Michael over into this kind of realm of madness. And um, they said, the defense called on the priest and the reverend to actually kind of step up and own their part in it. Um, he said, let those who are truly responsible for this killing stand up. We submit that Taylor is a mere cipher. The real guilt lies elsewhere. Religion is the key. Those who've been referred to in evidence and those clerics in particular should be with him in spirit now in this building and each day he is incarcerated in Broadmoor and not least on the day he must endure the bitter reunion with his five motherless children. Jesus, forgot about them. Well. So they found Michael Taylor not guilty of murder by reason of insanity mm. and deemed um, to be legally and clinically insane. He was sent to Broadmoor where he would remain for a scarily short amount of time. How long? Two years at Broadmoor and another two years at another hospital. And then you're grand back out into the world. What? Is he out now? <laughs> and our special guest tonight. Today. Um, yes, he is a listener. <laughs> no, yeah, he. Uh, well, okay, he is out. Yeah. Um, so he, he served four years in total, and um, obviously, after the trial, you know, um, drew a lot of negative attention to the uh, practice of exorcisms, and it is actually the last recorded exorcism to have been performed in England. Um, it wasn't recorded, was it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a shame. Missed opportunity. <laughs> okay, so while Father Peter Vincent John Matthew Johnson Thompson <laughs> continued to insist that Michael Taylor had indeed been inhabited, inhabited by demons, um, he said that um, the Osset case had been an authentic case of demonic possession. So he basically stuck rigidly to his story and in typical man fashion, no Father Vincent's career in the church was unaffected ah, following wow. the case. Thank God. His only statement on the tragedy was a complete cop-out. God will bring good out of this in his own way. One door opens. His capital H. Um, it was only um, the <laughs> other, the Rev, um, who did say that he felt the exorcism hadn't been handled well and it had indeed failed, he said. Um, so, yeah, like he did seem to at least admit like some role in it. So after release from hospital, um, it's actually reported that Michael Taylor went back to Osset to live. And uh, like he, he lived there and he didn't do great. He... Um, still seemed to definitely suffer his mental illness. And he was tormented, I think, by his actions that night. Um, he attempted uh, to die by suicide several times. Um, then nothing was heard from Michael until July 2005, when Jesus, Michael, he was arrested for sexually harassing and having inappropriate conduct with an underage girl. Here we go now. Just a cherry on top there, Michael. <laughs> During his court hearing on those charges, Taylor was said to have told police that it was all his fault. And then he said, am I going to Broadmoor for murdering my wife? So it does seem like he right. still He's was just not totally. scrambled and, you know. 
Um, so he spent a week in custody over the sexual assault. Um, and during the incarceration for this week, his like uh, old demons uh, seemed to manifest once more. Um, and then he was got out on bail. Then uh, Derek was like, no, it's grand. Uh, the demons kind of receded. They gradually disappeared. And uh, <laughs> so he basically, they decided that his charges from the 30 years before were deemed to have no bearing on this current case of assault. Okay. It's uh, strange. We're just going to forget that bit. He was deemed to have a low to medium risk of reoffending. Oh, I would have disagreed with that. Therefore, <laughs> <laughs> typical man fashion again. Sorry, man. Uh, am I though? Uh, <laughs> he received a light sentence of a three-year stint of community service. Wow. It's always um, good. Hate to be the now, community. Uh, with the condition of psychiatric treatment. That's, that's okay. good, thanks. Um, and so, yeah, that is the Mild. case of the Mild. last exorcism on record in England. Thank you, Sophie. Yes. Thank you, intense. Michael. Sorry. Thank you, Larry. Yeah. And thank you, Andy. Without you three men, who would we be? <laughs> <laughs> I'm really sorry I did that. What? Just that. To all all loaded. It's kind of a funny one because it's still bright outside, but it's oh, very yeah. dark in here. So just and dark inside and just, now. Yeah. And yeah. Just dark Thank in you for here. coming. Thank you. <laughs> I was going to say, do you have any creeps? But we don't have time. Yeah. I mean, we're pretty much on time. If there's any Ooh. questions or anyone has like uh, you know their own personal Jesus they want to tell us about or. Any nothing. Any Thank botched you. exorcisms? Nothing. Jen. Who cares? I really tried to Jen. find out. I'm only joking. I did. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, sad, but they are. They oh, were. Oh, I yeah. think they were in the house. Oh. Yeah. Now, I think that they were protected as minors in the reporting of it. And then I think that they have protected their privacy, like guarded it. We can't, it's too dark. I mean, I actually was like, I wonder, Richard, Judy, you old divils. And I went on a real Richard and Judy deep dive to see if they had rustled up anything on oh, this. Div ITV oh, ITV presenter. No, the way, this is exactly, that's exactly where they would have like, surfaced if they were to. Make a real leap there and imply that Richard and Judy were siblings. <laughs> In fact, no, Michael, mild mannered Michael, Michael went on. Yeah. Like, oh, Great that's... television career. That's a bit um, <laughs> Richard made Anyway, go on, come on. Good luck. Bye. Okay, thank, thank you so much. much, everybody. Thank you, thank you. <laughs>
Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.